Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is the OBR Film Breakdown, where we are doing a Chalk Talk session. We have done now seven of these. If you did not catch the most recent one we had to take last week off, if you did not catch the most recent one, we did one on uh, passing concepts, popular route types, popular passing concepts in the NFL. So if you did not get a chance to check that one out, you should. Offensively, we've done those pass concepts. We've done basic huddle pre-snap communication, play nuance. We've done two of those on offense. On defense, we've done uh, line uh, alignments, defensive line alignments, defensive front alignments, the gaps, the techniques. We have done uh, basically some, some very generic fronts and sub-packages. So, you know, over front, under front, some different things like that. Um you know, I think that we've also touched on two coverages, close coverage, such as one, three, and then we have also talked about open coverages, such as cover two, four, and six. We've done all of that. So the goal, again, was to teach you some things going into this year that you would have some expanded football knowledge on when you watch your Browns and have an understanding of what they're trying to do. And uh, when you see these things, you understand the, the approach the coaches are taking, what the players are trying to accomplish. And if you have not checked those out, those are available in video form on the YouTube channel, and they're available in podcast form on the OBR Film Breakdown podcast. However, you do get your podcasts through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, uh, they're all available there. So if you want to go get them, listen to them on the go, or sit down and watch them. I think they're very entertaining because football is entertaining, but that's just a subjective opinion for me. You might not love to do that, so that's why I try to give you the audio form. Um we will today be touching on wide zone running game, which is not just wide zone. We have some pin pull. We have some split zone that we're going to talk about. So we'll have those in there in the mix too. I know the internet hasn't been great with these. So I'm going to try to improve it a little bit, try to put the video uh, directly embedded into this software and see if that helps the, the smoothness of the operation. I don't know. We'll see if it does or not. I have written articles on this, on this stuff, wide Stefanski's wide zone system. Uh, we're talking specifically zone again. We'll talk about gap schemes later. They were um, surprisingly 11th in the NFL in yards rushed for in this stuff, in the scheme. Anything that involves zone, split zone, wide zone, um, pin pull, those, uh, those sorts of schemes, they were only 11th in rushing yards. I think people would have presumed that they were a little bit higher. 20th in attempts, 177 total attempts. So, you know, they led the, the NFL in missed tackles in the concept, but they led the NFL in missed tackles in about every concept. So, Let's dig in. Let's talk about it. We'll bring in John Stephenson. How are you, my friend? Doing great, Jake. Thanks for having me. Of That's course, nice. man. Of, of course. This is uh, stuff that I love when we switch over to offense. Uh, and and I, I specifically like talking about wide zone stuff because I just love this offense. I love what it can do for your running game. I love what it can do for your quarterback. And I just think it's one of the most proficient things that you can run in the NFL right now. And, and when it all clicks, it's a thing of beauty because it's brutal. It's brutal for defenses to cover. So that's, that's a little of what we're going to talk about is the basic principle of this stuff and how it works for uh, upfront people. So we're going to talk outside zone first. 
some people call it wide zone, some people call it outside zone. You'll hear some terms later, mid zone, wide zone, or sorry, inside zone. Some people call that mid zone. Um, it's it's again, it's whatever coaching tree you come from, probably. Uh, but but the general goal of what your guys are doing up front. So guys who are covered in this situation, the guard that is a circle with a G in it. His objective is to finish at the second level. So what you're doing in a big telling point, tell everybody, John, what the tell is for whether a team is running a tight zone or a wide zone. Uh, and you can tell quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. So there, um, there are a couple. Um, first, uh, the tailback's aiming point, uh, wide zone. He's going he's gonna to be aiming for uh, generally outside leg of the tackle or uh, in this offense, they'll say a ghost tight end. Just pretend there's a tight end there. Um, mid zone is more like a B gap aim and point and then inside zones uh, more of an A. But um, th- the way you can really pick it up quickly is just look at the offensive lineman's first step. So um, with wide zone plays, because it's a perimeter based run, we're trying to get guys flowing one side to the other. Um, that first step they take is going to be very wide. So it's, it's not going to get they're not getting vertical here. It's um, it's a parallel step to the line of scrimmage again, because we, you know, we, we're moving towards the sidelines. So we need to um, we need to start you know getting ourselves there. Um, and this is more about horizontal displacement as opposed to, um, you know, inside zone and then your gaps team stuff where you're looking at more vertical displacement, like just doubling up guys on the line and putting them back in the linebackers, um, you know, in their laps. So uh, look at that first step. If it's uh, if it's all width, if it's all parallel to the line of scrimmage, then generally you're looking at a uh, wide zone or outside zone, depending on what you want to call it. Yeah, and your guard center and even your tackle tackle guard depends on what the defensive front is, but you're you're generally going two for two, and you have to understand that these guys are flowing to the side that you are running to. Now, the general rule here, like we said, if you're a covered lineman, your objective is to at first anchor and then pass him off to your uncovered lineman to then climb to the second level. Now, if in this situation the linebacker labeled B in front of you were to shoot downhill quickly, obviously the guy uncovered would handle that. You're not going to ask your guard to step back the opposite direction of play flow side. That's silly. What you're looking to do is pass these two off, whether one goes inside or outside, you're working this double team. Okay. And just think of it as it's area blocking when it comes down to it. You're looking to your play side. You determine if someone's in your gap. If they are, then you are covered. You're blocking them. Um, If you don't see anyone there, then you're an uncovered player. And then you have your rules come in where maybe you're, um, Maybe you're helping double team. Um, maybe you're just jumping through straight to the second level. Again, it's going to depend on the front, the formation, uh, you know, each each staff's rules. But, um, yeah, just think of it as, uh, as area blocking. And, and two, to your point, both offensive linemen's aiming point is the play side number of the defender because what is the defense going to do to re- as, as a reaction to flow? They flow, too. If you aim for the inside number, you go where they're currently standing – it's not going to work out very well for you. So it's an anticipatory thing, which, again, for a guy like Jedrick Wills, switching sides is is kind of challenging. You have to learn an, a whole new process by which your brain is working as you're anticipating where people are going. He's been a right-side guy. He switched to left side. Here's an example. You have these two, center guard. This is a, a left-side working wide zone scheme. Watch as the center guard climb to the second level for this backside linebacker. It's called a scoop block here, right? He's going to turn him, pass him, because he doesn't, essentially what you need to understand, he doesn't want to be weak at the first initial contact. If he is, this 99, this nose, I believe he's aligned at nose, he is going to just blow this play up in the backfield. You have to take care of your first level, most importantly. You can feel when the pass off is happening, 
which happens you're climbing to the second level with a nice cut block. Again, rewound it for you. You can pass them on. It's a feel thing. You do. You talk about John. You do so many reps of these. This is like day one install rep, individual period. You're getting together. You're doing two on two blocking schemes, and and usually you won't have any defense with you. You'll be doing it with your other offensive linemen or stepping in as the defenders emulating. Um, but yeah, this is this is basic stuff for offensive linemen. Yeah, and so what they'll um, what they'll do is they'll just start with the rules and the steps first, and then you know they'll start with your uh, double team, and then they'll add someone else to play the linebacker. So um, again, these are very generic, but when you're looking at this double team block, you'll hear coaches say four hands, four eyes. So we've got four hands on this first level defender. We've got four eyes uh, into the defensive backfield looking to find that linebacker. So depending on which side the linebacker shows, um, you know. Sometimes the guard comes off. Sometimes the center is going to have to come off. Again, it's just all based on where the linebacker goes from there. So just it happens, you know, really fast. So uh, that, that's one reason that, that they're going to spend and just devote so much time and practice to uh, to work in these double teams and to, you know, deciding who's come off, who isn't, and uh, just working through all the all the rules because there are a ton of them. And it's, it's a little crazy if you look at a playbook with, uh, you know, this this kind of system. There's a lot of stuff going on with it. A ton, and and we can't get into all of. Just like when we talk defense, we can't get into the weeds on some of that stuff. We just want you to understand the the general differences. So now, running back course, we've talked about what the offensive line coaching point is. This is a nice demonstration of where running back points are. So when we do wide zone schemes, your running back has a general rule that he's going to take one of three courses, and he's reading play side end. Okay, he will read that end and make his decision. He's reading his tackles, but too, right. He's going to do one of three things. He can bounce if this tackle turns. Whoever his outside man is, could be a tight end. If he's able to seal him, turn him in, okay, or, or hook him, all right? He can bang it if this is a pressed out block. If he turns him outside, rides him up the field, and this tech, this either whatever, whatever could be. Could be a one tech, could be a three tech. If they allow this alley to be formed here, you can what's called take the bang course. Or if you get the pursuit, the hard downline pursuit, you could do what's called the bang course, which is, or sorry, the bound, geez, the bend course. I should let it load, bending it all the way to the backside. This is the, uh, this is the Nick Chubb special, which is a lot of what we're going to talk about. So first up, very first one, okay, is bouncing the, the the scheme. So if you can seal this or hook this end and and turn them inside, that's the easiest course you can take. It's the path of least resistance. You don't have to make any cuts. You just have to get on your high tail and get outside. You're reading the first. Your read is the play side defensive end. If he gets hooked by the tackle, the ball bounces outside. doesn't get any more simple than that. Everybody's able to get to their point and make a play and turn them. Now, it's not always cut and dry easy. You know, defenses are paid to stop you, but that's the general rule. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, this example here with Nick is kind of next level Nick Chubb stuff that we talk about. As you look at this play unfold, you can see that this is by general reading of this outside, you know, your your widest outside blocker set up to try to seal. The course he has to take initially is not one that you would read it and say, okay, I'm going to bounce this outside. But Nick being Nick, he knows if I put my foot down inside, sell this bang course, putting the football up inside, I can get this linebacker at the second level. It could be a safety. It's tough to see from here. It could be, it could be Jamal. I don't know what year is this, 20, this is 2019. So it's not, it could be a safety, could be a backer. He's trying to sell that. What he does by selling this downhill path initially is watch what it does to this wide side defender who's who's probably responsible for, for contain here. Turns him inside, and then you get Nick being able to get the football to the perimeter. So this is not simple stuff, but this is where Nick excels. This is why he's, you know, one of the best ones doing it in the league currently. But the path is the path. Yep, go ahead. So I was going to say a couple of things. So um, anytime that they get anyone heads up on that play side tackle or um, if they have a tight end in, on the uh, the tight end towards play side, again, they're going to give a um, a bounce alert right there. They're going to assume that the main line of scrimmage, again, whether it's a tackle or a tight end, is going to be able to hook them and pin them inside. And uh, they're, they're going to lean on that uh, on that course, uh, you know, regardless of what everyone else is doing. Um, going back to that other play, I just wanted to note that um, – a, a common adjustment to this from the defense is they're going to take a they're going to take that end and they're going to set them up in a wide nine, yeah. and which is what the Redskins were doing all day. That's what so they that, do. The idea is they're going to they're not going to give up that by alignment. They're going to take away the uh, the bounce course and just sort of squeeze everything inside, you know, into the core of the formation. Um, however, this is exactly what you cannot do as a contained defender there. He lets the uh, the blocker get into his outside shoulder, and after that, it's just an easy pin and turn. There it is. And that, and that, and that's what makes Nick really good, man. It's not always going to be the simple read, but he's able to figure that out. Right now this is let's rewind this just to just a touch here to look pre-snap. It's TV view. Again, if you don't know this NFL films uh, all this all it's all down. It's not a, not a great start to 2021. None of it's available right now. So, we couldn't really pull as much coaches tape as we would have liked. Uh but We'll do the best we can. So this concept here, they're running to the weak side. It says wide zone weak. Okay. I think they call it Wanda sometimes, right? I think is what this like 18 or 19 Wanda because it's weak side, weak side wide zone. So you're turning. The, the, the challenge here is to turn. And you got to reach this linebacker at the second level. You can see, I believe that is Batonio there trying to get to the second level. So Nick's job is to read Jed Will's butt. Okay. Can he hook him? Or, or, or is it going to be a, a path I have to take inside? You know, Jed might have gotten away with a little something, something right there, but um, that's the fine line when you're when you're running these concepts. Is uh, you know, it probably could be a flag thrown almost almost at any point. Uh, but you know, you're you're 
if you can't, you don't feel like you can press up inside and bang that inside that your center. And JC Treader is one of the best in league at doing this. You'll see him all the time, and you can see he's uh he's the first line, the second lineman inside here. I'm not I'm not using a pen today, but he's trying to turn. He's trying to he he fights down the line and like shuffles better than anybody in the league. He's as good as any center in the league at handling that. So unfortunately, that alley doesn't get created. So Nick has to press and then bounce. You know, you press downhill, sell that you're running up inside and then bounce turns into a seven-yard gain. Now, the bang course is different, right? So instead of trying to bounce outside, you're going to put your foot in the ground and kind of get at almost a 45-degree angle, okay? It's like, degree angle. Uh, it's like you're, you're not adjusting your initial aiming point. You know, again, going for that sort of ghost tight end there. It's just straight down, no cut either way. When, the, um, when this one hits, it's usually pretty fast. Yep. Foot in the ground, boom, Nick makes yeah, a couple forward. people miss here. Makes Minka kind of grab for air, and, and there's a funny picture of that moment. He's he's a special player. He's he's a difference maker. This one is um outside of the Brown Spectrum. This is Oklahoma, but this is a good view of wide zone with a bang with a bang path. You can see the tackle turn him, right? And you can see this. Uh I think it's let me slow it, pull it back here. The right guard do a nice job. Actually, it's a center. They kind of pass that double team off. They do a great job there. The center ends up turning him. You can see that course is is pretty pretty obvious to see. It's not the hardest read for running backs. You know, can you sometimes go back to it can be. That one. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. You're cool. You're fine. Go ahead. Uh, all the way back to that again. Yeah. So um, you can see that. I just wanted to point out the guard sort of check climbing right there. So via their covered uncovered rules, um, the guard should be moving on to the. Um, to the linebacker number 42 there you know, with the center taking that uh, that two eye right there um however before the guard does that he's going to check that so he's going to uh, he's going to step inside he's going to use his inside hand to sort of secure and then once he's sure that the, the center has that block then he's gonna you know jump through go up to that linebacker there so one of those points where it's not a double team but you can see he's just going to kind of give him that little nudge right there and mm -hmm. for whatever reason the center cannot um you know, can't get his hands on him, then he's go he's going to hold up, and then they're just going to do their forehand, four eyes, and wherever that linebacker shows. This is called your first two were secure steps. Secure the initial POA point of attack, and then and then get to your role. Um, yeah. So we can and, we and can always block. Oh, pardon me. I say we can always oh. block the linebacker later on, but our our four down linemen or our three down linemen or however many of them might be, those are our immediate threats right there. So these are the guys that have to be secured first before we worry about second, third level. Which again is the is what we're looking at here. Back to Cleveland. This is week one, um, and this is a good example. You got a three tech to the to the strength side. Okay, those two secure steps by Jack Conklin, helping out his right guard Wyatt Teller to turn. You need your two front side tight ends to be able to handle their man at the point of attack, which they do a great job of using inside arm throw. Look at look at that throw by Hooper. I believe that is. You can see the path that's created. Bryant stays on long enough. You get a nice alley form, and that is the uh, that's textbook bang course wide zone. I mean, it's a it's a great play. And this was the original play I was showing you guys. I'm going to rewind that so you can see it again. Uh, it's just it's you know when it comes together, it's it's really a beautiful offense when it comes together just right. Conklin passes on nicely. Look how well he's able to turn. It's not a beautiful rep, but it's enough to. Just get your running back past you. It's all you got to do sometimes is just get the running back past you. Another example, you got to turn by that tackle on the outside. You got your center fighting, 
You see him fighting down the line. The center's like seven yards to his left, which is the center's job is underrated in wide zone, wide zone schemes. And then you have the left guard climbing to 53 downhill right now. One cut. Now, this is where, again, this is Nick Chubb. Uh, it's, it's probably one of the more beautiful plays in football, period. When you bend it all the way back, it is, it is gorgeous. And the Browns have, I think, one of the best guys doing it in the, uh, in the modern NFL Man, he can read when when you overflow. You take one step too many. He can read it better than anybody. It's almost like a highlight reel. We're going to throw up here. This one I I wrote up because he just made Landon Collins right here, who has a free shot at made him look silly with an outside jab and get back inside. It's it's pretty crazy how how well he's able to read. As you can see here, that in Houston was a team that took away. I mean, they're more of a 3-4 base, but they they definitely said we're not letting you run the football outside. And what you can do is if you can take advantage of the zealousness in their flow, it takes two guys on the backside not doing their job and look at that path. And then it's like, you know, Nick, it's too easy sometimes for this guy, man. It really also illustrates the uh, the run-pass conflict that you put the uh, the backside, the end in right there. Um, just yep. having to, to handle the ball when it bends back while also containing the uh, the quarterback boot that comes off of that. It's just there aren't very many guys that can do it. And when the quarterback, um, but when, when the tailback's a threat to, uh, you know, a true threat like Chubb is to bend it back any play, and also when the quarterback carries out his fakes, um, it, it's that this guy's really a two-for-one player. You know, technically on paper, he's, he has to be able to do both, but there just, there just aren't many guys that can do that. I mean, watch this. Watch this here, too. I think this is the backside. Is that a four-eye? I, I think watch how quickly he's getting downhill. And this is your left tackle chasing it. This is why it's so important for your backside in wide zone to do their job. He doesn't get secured, but all you have to do is run him down the line and watch the cut your running back makes. Oh, nobody's home. <laughs> so, I mean... Again, look. I think if you can see, I can't tell if that's who. Who's we'll watch? This is the, again the, the Jed does a nice job running by, and then watch. I can't tell. Is this Hooper on the backside? Watch Hooper just turn his back, the bottom of the screen. Can you see that, John? He just mm -hmm. turns yeah, his back. Just, All you got to do is get in the yeah, way, and, and Treader does that too. Yeah, yeah he's just boxing out. out, boxing out ninety four. All you got to do is be between him and Nick. You can see him down here. Hooper's back is literally turned down here by the near side hash, just staying in front, and that seals that backside cut, and then it's off to the races. They're so well coached on this stuff, man. They're so mm -hmm. well coached. They are. This yeah. is the Eagles game. The wash happens. I mean, you know, that run right there is one of the more ridiculous runs we saw in the entire league last year. Um, let me try to rewind it back to the beginning for you. I hope the Internet's doing a little better today. This is a good look at the steps. Do you see how they're all work? Look how they're all in unison, man. So it's, it's a thing of beauty. Secure steps. Look at Wyatt Teller, who's right here on the hash, putting his right hand back to help allow his right tackle to secure the backside. You see that Jed is getting a pretty good idea of the front side tackle all the way to the right of your screen that he is going to be pushing out. Okay, the tough block here is 97, I think, there. Um, and I, I believe that is who who is the dominant defensive tackle for Philly. I'm not I'm blanking on his name. He's really good. He's been really good for a long time. Can't think of his name off the top of my head. I think you're muted if you know it, John. 
Uh, my bad. It was muted. Fletcher uh, Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox, it. yes. Yep, so that left guard block here by Batonio. He's trying like hell to turn him, but if he beats him across, he's shuffling. Watch Nick Reed Wyatt Teller's backside push down the line. Look how deep into that he gets before he decides to cut. It's wild, man. The guy is so good. Boom. Oh, yeah, hey, man, that's enough. I'll see you guys in the end zone. So we also want to talk about pin pool. Now, pin pool is a little different. I mean, it's, it's different because what you're trying to do is the namesake is you're trying to pin the front side and loop around, pull your tackle into space, guard into space, whatever one you want to pull. You can you can pull whoever you want. But what you're doing is taking advantage of angles on the front side to, to pull some linemen. So instead of having your right – in this example in front of you, instead of having your right tackle take his zone steps lateral and be there, we say we're just going to block down this tech, this three tech here, and we're going to loop this tackle around for him. There you know, game-to-game -game reasons why you would want to do this, but it just helps create really good angles. Yeah, you're going to game plan it by the, uh, by the defensive front, particularly if maybe there's a guy you're not sure that you can reach block him um, or you think he might be an issue to reach block, so instead you're just going to block down and pull around. And again, determining if it's uh, both guards or guard and center or whoever, that's, that's all going to be based on the, uh, the front and the blocking rules. You know, it's, uh, it's predetermined. And you can see the Browns like to do it out of three by one. They'd sometimes even do it with three tight ends. As you can see here, they're doing a, a traditional, I mean, it's a bunch trips, tight aligned. Uh, they're, they're just, I mean, this is 13 personnel. So this is where you can get real weird with this personnel that they have. They can play these three tight ends, but they tell David, who's the point of your trips here at the, on the line of scrimmage, Hey, turn them inside. You're going to block down on this edge. We're going to loop Jedrick Wills around and, and pull out in front. I'm going to take Hooper and Wills. We're going to pull them out around your turn block, your pin, Austin Hooper, or sorry, um, uh, Harrison Bryant is responsible for flow, first backer flow, which he's there meeting him down at the air. You can see the uh, above the third and three there. 88's got his back turned. Hooper is going to ride, well, this, you know, this, this corner. I think it's a corner that comes up and does a nice job blowing him up. So then it's about Jed being able to get to the next man, which he can. He does not get there quick enough for the safety. But again, you know, a stutter step and make a miss and. It's uh, it's again. Nick Nick makes things happen when things aren't even there, man. He makes it happen, and it's sometimes. And, and the NFL is a make a man miss league. Every running back will tell you you got to make one man miss. It's the guys who can do it consistently or that are that are the breathtaking ones. But again, watch this play. Watch Jack Conklin. This is a fun one to watch the backside for an example. So Jack Conklin's your right tackle all the way to the top of the screen. Let me see if I can get it to the right spot here. Actually, that's Treader. So 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 Conklin does a nice job, but watch Treader. He'll end up being down here on the far left side. Watch where he starts. This shows how important the backside is. Watch where he starts, climbs to the linebacker, and him being there just at the last second is what springs this run, you know, whatever. He ends up running at 50, 50, 60 yards down the left sideline. So last thing is split zone. So we're going to talk split zone. It's going to be one of our shorter episodes, John. It's going to be about 30 minutes. So what's the point of split zone? What, what, why do you think OCs like it? So split zone is, is really good when you have a great uh, bend runner um, because what you're going to do is take your, your Y off or your sniff or whatever the heck you want to call him, and he's going to slice across the formation post-snap, and then he's going to block that end-man line of scrimmage right there. So it creates a natural cutback lane for uh for your tailback and then 
if you use that slice action to run the ball, it also sets up really nice play action where you can come under and that becomes your, your flat route. And then we turn into a three level, you know, flood type thing. Um, kind of like what we looked at the other week. Um, it's just, and it can be tough to play based on, you know, if you're, 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 your front, your coverage, are you playing gapped out or not, and so on. It, it can be tough to adjust to that. You'll see anytime you think it's split zone, a form of split zone, you're going to see that tight end work from one side to the other. He's cutting that backside D in. He's allowing your tackle to get upfield quickly, worry less about backside, which you don't always worry a ton about all the way backside, but it just allows that cutback lane to be a little bit more of a definitive thing, a defined thing for your running back to see. Now you still need to do your rules. I mean, Nick is doing his 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 assignment, but it's an option there. So oftentimes, what you're going to do, particularly if you're uh, if you're a prolific um, split zone team, is you're going to tighten up your running back's footwork and his aiming point. Um, so you'll turn it into like Ohio State calls it tight zone, and they're mm-hmm. um, they're they're aiming for the a gap for play side a gap there. That that's the read, but it's um it's really almost expected to uh, to bend back or hit backside there and, and the yeah, running back's going to take a name and point assuming that as well this one is a little bit more wide um but dws sometimes landry right yeah they'll put landry at the at the point of of pin pull and allow him to uh to to kick backside and they'll allow him to split zone if he's a, if they want to use him in a wing uh, out of a trips bunch set they'll let him you know run down the line and kick a backside and he'll do his best he doesn't love to do it but he'll do it when they ask him to so here's an example you'll see hooper working down the line backside Nick is just still running his wide zone path. They're just saying, hey, we're going to take care of that for you if you want to. But Nick, instead, he knows he can't, right? His eyes are scanning. He sees unblocked right here. And if you see that that man pushing through uh, Batonio's gap and try to get back to the beginning of this so we can see exactly where he comes from, that issue happens. It's a backside backer, I believe. Ends up getting through before Jed can get home. Nick knows he can't cut back naturally, but look at that path that's right there, and look at Treader getting ready to set up for that block. This is your bang course, right? It's a beautiful cut and a 20-yard run. So that's all we got is 30 minutes. It's pretty quick. Those are your zone schemes the Browns run, wide zone. They'll run a little bit of split zone. They'll run a little bit of inside concepts, but they're very pin-pull heavy. Very like we said, when they're running wide zone, that's their base. But uh, according to the data that John and I looked at, not as not as prevalent as some may think, and we'll talk about that at a later point. But uh, overall, a fun episode. I think there's a lot to be learned there about the how the offensive linemen are being taught up, and then and then what your running back is looking at. Is he looking to bounce it? Can he bang it up inside off of that turn block, or does he need to bend it all the way to the backside due to overflow? And um, you know, the the guys off the backside kicking ass and and opening that lane for him to run through. So good episode, John. I appreciate your time, man. This was good. Of course. Thanks for having me as always. You know it, man. We will do, I think we'll do some gap schemes next week. Or actually, are we doing, I think we might do some popular uh, fire zones, some popular blitzes next week, because then you hit two a days and uh, get a little, a little busy, a lot of busy, and we'll come back to gap run schemes later. So we'll, we'll check in with John on, uh, um, some some popular NFL blitz schemes that are, are pressure manipulators is what is what we like to talk about there. So fire zone, some different things that can that can get quarterbacks confused, um, or vice versa that can that can confuse offensive linemen and, and create open rushers. So this was fun, good episode. I think there was a lot to learn here. Hope you guys appreciate it. 
the OBR is going to Twitch. Make sure you sign up and subscribe to Twitch. This next episode of Chalk Talk will be on Twitch. So you need to be there to sign up, to go there, get an account so you can watch us interact because the interaction on Twitch is a lot more fun. So check that out. Good. Another big shout out to, to John for helping put this together. He does a lot of the clip cutups. It's fantastic stuff. Teamwork makes a dream work. He's the best. I appreciate him. I appreciate you guys for listening. We're going to sign off for the night with our usual Go Browns. <laughs>